News Talk Radio, CJAD 800 gives you Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner. Hi everybody, Cheryl Vesner. I'm your certified ICCH coach and matchmaker in association with Intermezzo Matchmaking. Here to get you up to date. Anything you need to know about relating, dating, and mating happens right here for you. And as always, we have interesting topics, interesting authors, interesting points of view that we're going to share. And today, the show is going to feature a fabulous author. She's actually a jack of and jill of many trades, but just wrote a new book called Stop. Love is not a poker game. And we're going to talk about different elements of this book and how different people can identify with it, reflect on it. And uh, it is all from actually her own mindset of experiences that she has lived through. But before we do that, I want to get to the dating question of the week. Um, Today, If you ever want to check it out on Facebook, I am wearing my question t-shirt because that's what it's all about. It's about asking questions and getting answers. And I like to give them to you. Tonight's question came in from Louisa. She wrote, Dear Cheryl, I have been dating this man for three years now. He is 35 and I am 27 and we both have good jobs. We share a nice apartment and all the costs at home, but there is one problem when it comes to my car. I bought a new one last year and that was before we both took public transport. We both use it on the equal basis now. I think she's referring to the car. He promised at first to share the gas, the insurance, and all the upkeep stuff like winter tires and oil changes. That has not happened. And when I ask him, he says he will take care of it, but he never does. Recently, he said it was more my car, and he even gets mad at me now when I remind him, which I think means he wants to have me stop asking him. But I'm sticking to my guns. I have even thought of selling the car and going back to public transit. This also makes me think of moving out because it's a large lack of respect. What do I do? So don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, okay? These are all kinds of challenges that happen in relationships. It comes down to communication. And the fact is, though, you said you bought the car. If that was your decision and then it became a shared property, well, then it seems to be a decision you made together. But you might have to go and make a new decision for yourself. And that's that it becomes your car again. If you're not happy with the fact that you're not sharing, maybe it's not important enough to your partner to contribute to that. Why would you go back to public transport if that's not what you wanted when you bought this car? So have conversations. You're going to have to learn how to have resolution to many issues like that. So I say try now because if everything else is working and this is one thing, Make them understand, have that conversation about respect, and then have more conversations about the money issues and how you're going to deal with all the things down the road. Because one of the things that really impedes a couple from moving forward sometimes is not being able to say, well, this is important to me and this part of our life is important to you. So how do we find the balance and making that balance work in both favors? Now, we also talk about dating news. And this week, I wanted to give you something that I read. It was in the New York Times, actually. And it might give you hope because a lot of people walk around saying, 
you know what? There's no good men. There's no good women. Uh, we outnumber the men uh, if we're women. Well, cheer up. If you think you got it bad, China has it worse. There was a whole article written about this young man. He's 27 years old and he's never been in a relationship, never kissed a woman, and he is ready to find love. So what did he do? He called a company. It's a dating coach company, the Fall in Love Emotional Education School. And this is becoming huge in China. They went from having one participant to having 300 in around a year. Now you might want to ask why? Well, remember this, up until 2015, there was only one child per family and they wanted boys. A lot of people aborted their children if they were girls. So what do you have now? Well, in 2017, you have about 33.6 million more men than women in China. That's a problem. That's a huge problem. So big that the Chinese government is even stepping in and trying to help and create speed dating groups and bring the women out. Because imagine this, every woman who's on an app can boast something like 7,000 likes at any given time. That's a ratio that they are experiencing in China. So one message that I want to put out there based on this is, well, first of all, there's hope. Second of all, there are men out there and there are women out there for everybody. And the third thing is, I know that I support and I coach many women. You know, coaching is something that I love to do and, and workshops and retreats. I love supporting women. But the fact is, like this young 27-year-old Chinese man, gentlemen, we can all use a little getting up to date on how to present yourself, how to talk to women, what do women really want, and even getting up to date on how you look, because that is all part of life. One thing is, whether we like it or not, appearance, you know, it says something out there. Now, getting back to today's show, I do want to dive in um, and introduce my guest today. Her name is Corinne Hazan, and she has written a book called Stop, Love is No Poker Game. And uh, congratulations, uh, Corinne, and welcome to the show. Thank you, Cheryl, for having me. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Now, I was fortunate enough last night to be at your launch. You had an, a launch here in Montreal and uh, very, very well attended and uh, book signing. Yes. And uh, you were even showing me the response from one gentleman who wrote in on Facebook saying, basically, this book has really changed his life. Exactly. I was amazed because when you have a book about relationship and love, uh, you know, it's about that we women will go toward, you know, we want to find out. But men, usually, they go, no, I'll, you know, 
look at what new app there is, you know, that came out and all that. So I was really touched. And all male that have read the book have a great, great response. So it's exciting. It is exciting. And and one of the things I, I, I happened to be away this past weekend and I was leafing through the book. Well, actually, not leafing through it. I read through the whole book. But the point that I'm going to make is that you can leaf through the book because it's done in little stories. There's 13 stories in it. And I didn't go necessarily in consecutive order. Mm. I was kind of like, oh, you know, and I think I feel mm. like reading this one. So it's it's a little bit like, you know, little antidotes mm -hmm. uh, throughout the book. And each one is its own little, you know, treat. Twist. Yeah. Right, totally, and it's a it's a book that you, is meant to be uh, read fast for all of us that we don't have time, and yes, you don't have to uh, go you know story number one and then number two, number three. You go you know with what you feel like it you know by the title, the one that appeals to you. Right. So so we're going to actually go into a few of these chapters and, and look at how it can relate to different people. But one of the things that I wanted to say is that this book, what's interesting also, it's written like a dialogue. So each chapter also has characters. You're actually being introduced to them and not just reading about who they are, but you're actually reading their words. Like it's a full dialogue. And then each chapter ends up with you making a little synopsis. Exactly. So we're going to get more into this book. And in the meantime, stay tuned for more talk about how we can get you up to date in your relationship using today's author's book. And as well, I want to remind you, if you want to meet a match, well, there's a place for you to call Intermezzo Matchmaking. And today, actually coming up a little later, I'm going to introduce you to one of the Bachelors, who is going to be looking for love right here on my show. So if you think you might be a match, stay with me here on CJD 800. This is Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Cheryl here, getting you up to date on all your relationship needs in association with Intermezzo Matchmaking, the show all about relating, dating, and your nating needs. It is not just for singles anymore. No, this show is all about love, and we're spreading it every single week both on Facebook and on CJD 800 and iHeartRadio. Remember, if you need any coaching, I'm here for you 24-7. You can reach me, 844-744-SOLO. I will get back to you within 24 hours. And you get 15 minutes free with me, so why not, you know, ask the questions. I, I love being here to answer your questions. Now, joining me in studio still is Corinne Hazan. She is the author of Stop, Love is No Poker Game. And um, we were talking about the fact that now you wrote this book based on your life experience and the things that have happened and the things that you have witnessed happening in relationships and wanted to give people 
little bites that they could you know savor and and learn from and move forward with right exactly exactly people that uh, you know we all find ourselves somewhere in the book or somebody we know uh, closely we say oh yeah that's how she acts or reacts and try to have some kind of awakening you know why we act that way or what could we do how could we how could we have better relationships um, because it's the base it's the that's where everything starts And, you know, what was interesting is I, I was able to go back and forth from the chapters because each chapter is its own story and you read them in, you know, 10 minutes and then you can resonate with it for like hours and, and try and really, you know, go with the intention of the story and the characters and your your antidotes. It's not really advice that you're giving. You're, mm. you're really giving antidotes and, and a way for people to think about the situation. Yes, right? yes, it's exactly it. Yes. And, but the first chapter uh, got me right away because, and, and it just was like a, a throw into the book because you open up the book and it's chapter one and it's called Being Chosen. And right away it says, Peter says, I am in love, totally, completely in love with you. I have been looking at you for so long. Where were you hiding all my life? And then it continues. And then the character responds, and her name is Sarah. But what was interesting for me was, it wasn't Sarah says, it's Sarah thinks. And this whole section, this whole first chapter is Peter talks and Sarah thinks. We never hear her speak, which is actually was the intent exactly right and and I, I don't have time for you to read it all I'd like to read this all to you right now but well I want you to also buy the book and, <laughs> and you should read the whole book but here was the interesting part is Sarah never said what she actually thought in the whole dating uh, engagement and marriage process until it was too late exactly don't we know anyone that's been through that if 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 it's not ourselves, you know, we don't say, we don't speak. We, you know, he loves us. Okay, well, that means maybe I should love him back. Really? Right. And, and, and that's, that seems to be um, common for people is they think that just because somebody loves them, we should love them back, which is part of this story but, and, or this particular chapter. But also sometimes we could say certain things that can make the connection better. If we know what we want in relationships, if we know our standards, if we know our boundaries, and we put it out there for the other person to allow them the opportunity to respond to our needs. But it, she never did that. She never did that, never. And that's the part of the problem, and that's her responsibility for how it ends up, you know. It's, it's, uh, we're all responsible for you know the outcome of of our action or non-action. Right. Well, you know, in, in, in coaching world, uh, one of the things that I, I really stand behind is there's three elements to our behavior in regards to somebody else. And that's rejection, acceptance, and tolerance. Mm -hmm. And I always say, you can reject what the other person is doing for instance and you could but rejecting meaning you know what that doesn't work for me so in future would you mind to please say it this way or could you please in future do this for me so you reject behavior that doesn't 
suit what how you want to interact. You can accept also that certain things are not going to be mm-hmm. um, the way you want, but you accept that part of the mm-hmm. person. You know, uh, the person might have, for instance, terrible table manners. Uh, you accept that because you love the person and you can't reject it because you haven't been able to change it. So you accept that. But tolerance, tolerance, when you tolerate something, is the beginning of the end. And that's being silent. That's thinking things and not putting it out there to either accept or reject. Mm-hmm. That's exactly it. I couldn't say it better. Um, you actually did say it better. You said it well. You said it really well in the book. <laughs> <laughs> I said it some, in another way, you know, within the story. But yes, it's very, very important. You know, why do we have to apologize for who we are, what we need, what we want? Um, we don't have to do that. And it's not fair to ourselves and it's not fair to the other person to just keep quiet. But we somehow we were taught and I'm hoping that the, you know, the younger people, you know, realize that, you know, you are allowed to be who you are and that's honoring yourself, but honoring the other person at the same time. Well, nobody can know what you want unless you tell them what you want, right? Exactly. I mean, it's easy for somebody to act a certain way but if they don't know that what they're doing hurts you or or makes you uncomfortable the only way they're going to know that is if you tell them speak you know so that's what i loved about this first chapter again we're talking about stop love is no poker game with the author corinne hazan um the other chapter and and It's the chapter on victims of destiny. And in this chapter, there are six characters. And it's a dialogue between three women meeting up and talking about their lives. And they all have very different dynamics going on in the world. And then there's three men who meet up. And they have um, a dialogue about life. And interesting is the one gentleman who stands out... Hmm and whose lesson that you're trying to focus on, the whole mission is about positivity, mm. right? Mm. And he's, in the first section, the women, nobody's really focusing on having a positive outlook. But in, with the men, he really stands out as, you know what, you create your life based on positive influence. So where did that come from for you? Um, Well, I just uh, this this character is invented, like I said, but I know a young man, you know, in, in well, yeah, a young man in his uh, mid 30s that has uh, had the, uh, a life that he planned because it, there was an intention because somebody taught him to have that intention. And we can teach that intention to ourselves and there are ways to do it. And, you know, briefly, I just want to say, you know, a lot of people say, you know, Cheryl, you always seem happy. No, I'm always positive. Anybody who tells you life is always great and they're always happy, it's not true. Social media is telling you that. The fact is, everybody has bad days. Everybody has hard issues. But dealing with it from a positive attitude is what the 
character in this chapter was talking about. Again, if you want, keep with us because we're going to keep talking about Love is No Poker Game or we're going to be introducing a young woman to this show. In the meantime, take time now to sign up to my free database at CherylBesner.com and get 15 minutes free coaching with me. If you want to make an appointment for matchmaking, give us a call at Intermezzo 514-312-7150. More relationship conversation and advice coming up right here on CJD 800. Solo in the City with Cheryl Besner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. I am Cheryl Besner, your IDCA Certified Love Coach in association with Intermezzo Matchmaking. And together we are taking care of your relationship needs. And tonight, we get you up to date as we discuss, is love a poker game or not? With the author of Stop Love is no poker game. Corinne Hazen, welcome back. We're going to keep talking. And now, Corinne, we actually are going to introduce a young woman. Her name is Michaela Mercer. Michaela, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. So, um, you are the personal assistant and date coordinator for Carmelia Ray out of Toronto Matchmaking Company and the uh, star. Actually, she's your mom, too, right? Yeah, she's my mom. So, this <laughs> is becoming a mother daughter. Uh, extravaganza right of love right yeah so just out of curiosity you decided to get into this because you just love watching what your mom does right well yeah ever since I was little I remember watching my mom do her thing on the computer yeah, she's been matchmaking ever since I can remember. Yeah, she was she's she was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she has been matchmaking um, much longer than she looks old enough to be matchmaking. Yeah. Anyway, so it's so nice that you're joining her company and uh, been you know witnessing what's been going on, and that's really why I wanted to have you on the show today because mm-hmm. we're talking about love and relationships and the different ways people see relationships and it's also really fresh Uh, I know that for instance at Intermezzo a lot of the matchmakers are young women who have mastered the matchmaking technique and you will get there too with your mom's training yeah Um, and I think it it gives freshness to relationships Mm -hmm. and especially in a world where Corinne we didn't grow up with all these dating apps and social media that you know I'm going to say plague the relationship world right now Mm -hmm. um, because I do think that it's proven to be a huge challenge, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. And it's not just about relationships because when I say that, I don't mean, I mean couple relationships because when it comes to even relationships with ourselves, and this is something that we were talking about last night and earlier on in the show actually, is that with social media, the pressure to think that life is always great, that Mm -hmm. life is always, we look perfect, we say perfect, we're always laughing, we're always at, you know, the the right place at the right time, you know, kissing our friends and uh, being in love. Mm -hmm. It doesn't exist except on social media because when does anybody ever put out, man, did I just have a really crappy day, look at me. Does that happen? nobody does that. Nobody Mm -hmm. does that, right? Yeah. 
So when you're with your friends, it's all about being there, looking great, smiling at the camera. Uh, you even learn how to do your selfie pose, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's something I haven't mastered. How about you, Corinne? I'm so bad at it. <laughs> all my selfie, you see only my um, forehead, that's all. <laughs> and, 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 there is, and there is a technique to this selfie portrait, right? Oh, yeah, right? for sure. You have to know your angles, good lighting, all that stuff. Oh my goodness! I, yeah. You know the whole thought of it, and and especially with what the Carmelia Ray brand does, because your your mom is known to be the online specialist. Yeah, you know, for she sure. is. She is an online expert. You have to know all these things. I, I know when I'm dealing with with my clients and helping them get online, it's all about the imagery and the and what you put out there. Mm -hmm. The first word that people see and your story. You know, not just yeah, how you present yourself. Yeah. So going back to the book, uh, you know, Corinne wrote this book, uh, Love is No Poker Game. Stop. Love no is there is, love is no poker game. There was a chapter where a woman is talking to her best friend's daughter. And this woman has not had a long uh, she's been in four relationships, I think. Right. Yes. That, that all yes. ended. Yes. And the young woman is asking for, or asking the reason that she's never been in a relationship. She's why she doesn't what? have someone right now at the moment where they're out shopping, and uh, she's like the auntie because she's been there since she was born. She never had children. The woman never had children. So that daughter is like you know her niece, and then uh, she's out with her shopping, and they have a talk, a girls' talk, you know. Um, like a, a mom's daughter type of talk. Uh, and she explained that uh, right now she has no one, but she did have someone. And then she tries to tell her things that she would want to maybe have known when she ha was her age. So she says, well, I'm the best one to tell you what I see, what I understood all through my life. And then that's what she tells her. So in this whole thing, Michaelia, um it's interesting for me, you know, as I read it, to think that I have a daughter, yeah, uh, a little bit older than you, and I remember when she was your age, and I would say, you know, maybe you want to consider trying this, you know, or answering that text this way. I can't, couldn't believe that I was telling her answer a text this way, but mm -hmm. I, and and she would say, Ma, you know, you don't get it, you don't get it. Times have changed since you were young. In reflection, I, it's interesting because Corinne is sitting here looking at me with a face going, no, it hasn't. No, it hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that times have changed since your mom was your age when it comes to the actual part of a relationship? When it comes to actual, um, well, definitely because social media is like a big factor in people's lives in my generation personally. So I think even meeting people a lot for people my age is through Instagram or Twitter, Snapchat, things like that. But, um, like, change specifically in what way? Okay, so you actually, it's a two-part question, and, and you're right. The, the way you're meeting people yeah. is differently. But the fact is, the way you're communicating is also differently. And that is what is stopping a lot of younger people from finding a relationship yeah because you don't know how to communicate with each other 
Mm -hmm. That's that's what I see. And I can tell you, even at Intermezzo, you know, a few years ago, their their clients, they had one, two, you know, up to 5% of that 25 to 35-year-old demographic, and now it's 25% of the business. People want to meet people. Do mm-hmm. you want to meet somebody and have a relationship with? I mean, I know you're only 19, um, but... Well, actually, I was in a relationship starting when I was 16 to about seven months ago, so... We were together for two and a half years. That's long. And it was my first relationship. So, but I already knew what I was looking for going into a relationship because that's all I've been hearing about all my life, <laughs> you know? So I was never the type that wanted to just like date for a couple months. I'm more of a, somebody who wants something serious and long lasting. So we were together for a while, but since breaking up, I don't think at this moment that I want a relationship personally, because I kind of realized after him, I started dating a bit. The guys my generation and my age, they're not exactly ready. I don't think they're ready for Mm long-term things. And I just kind of realized that, so I don't want to waste my time. I'd rather just work on myself, you know, and focus on loving myself before I... I don't want to depend on a guy, so... That, that's that's a very good statement, actually. And and one of the things that I want to say is that, you know, that 17-year-old age bracket, I would say a lot of children or teenagers out there they'll have between 16 and 19 that first love and it will be a long one because you want to emanate what you think is a relationship and and you you know it's it's a beautiful first love experience mm-hmm. and i think going afterwards and then experiencing some alone time allowing yourself to grow is what you're talking about and really what this book is talking about mm. um, yes. in this chapter yes. right yes it, it's yeah it's, give it time give it not uh, I think give yourself so, time yes yeah give yourself time it takes time to know it oneself to start and that seems to be what was um, taught to you also, is really to take time to understand your lifestyle, your value, the goals, and, and how you want to be within yourself, yeah. first and foremost, before because you share that. I feel like in the past, like, I was very focused on, like, getting a guy's attention, you know? I wanted that relationship, so. And sometimes you have to let the guy come to mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Coming up, meet Intermezzo's Bachelorette of the week and maybe just maybe you will be the one to be matched up with Julie I will get you up to date on how you can do just that next here on CJD 800 You're listening to Solo in the City with Cheryl Bisner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. We are back and I'm getting you up to date in association with Intermezzo Matchmaking. This show is all about your relationship needs. So don't forget, tune in every week on CJAD 800 at 10 p.m. Don't forget, if you need any coaching advice, reach out to me, 844-744-SOLO, and sign up for my free database for matchmaking. It's really, really simple. You just got to upload a picture and a little bit of information. And um, we're just together, Intermezzo and I, working hard to bring you everything you need 
for your relationship world to flourish. I am also want to remind you that uh, we are here in studio with the author of Stop Love is No Poker Game, Corinne Hazen, as well as Michaela, who is now joining her mom uh, as part of Carmelia Ray Matchmaking and Coaching from Toronto. Mm -hmm. So welcome uh, to both of you as we continue this conversation about love and romance and uh, where it comes from. So we're all different generations, different backgrounds. Do you wish, Corinne, you could turn back the clock and be Michaela's age and be dating now? With what I know now? With what you know now and technology the way it is now and all the things that influence our dating world. Um, do I wish if I, to go back with what we have today on technology? It, it brings a different twist, but yes, I would probably, um, I, would, I would behave and understand and position myself differently. Um, you know, the way it was when we were young, when I was a young woman, it was very different than it is today for young women. And I'm sure the same and thing. Men. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. The same thing is, is true for men. So um, it is interesting. But now they have access to things that we didn't. Yeah. And what about you, uh, Michaela? Yeah. Do you ever wish that, not that you want to be older, because you def <laughs> definitely don't want to rush it, but I got to tell you, it is great. As you mature and you know life, it's great being mm -hmm. in relationships, knowing what I know now. But would you sometimes wish that you could not have all the technology at your fingertip, literally? Um, no, because I think it makes things easier. You think it makes things yeah. easier? Okay, in what way? Well, meeting people definitely makes things easier. Um, yeah. Meeting people, yes. C communicating. That's the thing, though, about technology. It kind of, it, it allows us to feel connected, but we're really disconnected because when we're together, you know, we're all on our phones. Bingo. Dun, dun, dun. We all agree on that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that is the final point that I want to make on that particular one. I want to thank Corinne and Michaela for joining us. Uh, they can find your book online, right? Yes, uh, online through Amazon and very shortly uh, in all the best uh, libraries. I know. Bookstores. Book bookstores. <laughs> La librairie en oui. French. Yes. Stop. Love is no poker game. And we can find you, Michaela, through your mom's uh, website, right? Yeah. CarmeliaRay.com. And uh, if you need any matchmaking through Toronto online, uh, just reach out and Michaela will mm -hmm. be uh, the first one there I think you're going to meet. Now, as far as our bachelorette of the week, I want to introduce you to Julie. Julie is 48 years old. She is 5'10", slim, and athletic build. She's tall and beautiful. She's a mixed heritage. She's part French. Franco-Ontario and Anglo. She is fluent in both French and English. She has a master's. She's a professional. She has teenage kids, 
with shared custody. So that means probably one week on, one week off, and, and plenty of time to nurture a great relationship. She's into sports, very intelligent, kind, sociable, adaptable. That's a great one, being adaptable. Curious, witty, and very affectionate. Her values are honesty, loyalty, generosity, and communication. And she appreciates comfortable travel, good food, drinks, and gatherings with loved ones, and uh, enjoys urban life as well as getting out into the fresh air. So if you want to go strolling with Julie and your male, 45 to 58, she would prefer it if you were over six feet tall. She is very tall. And um, hopefully athletic build, um, sporty. She has a preference for university-educated uh, gentlemen um, so that you can have great conversation and keep dialogue going. If you're cultured, curious, intelligent, obviously loves to laugh and is easy to talk to and uh, can just chill out and relax on weekends, um, you might be the one. You're just going to have to have a strong character because uh, Judy... She's a strong woman and she knows what she wants and she knows what she likes. Don't we all? And that's the best woman you can be with, actually. Somebody who knows what she likes and what she wants. You're not going to have to play any games with Julie. So if you want, please reach out to Intermezzo. Send in a bio and your picture to info at intermezzo.ca. If you need any other help, just give them a call. You know where to reach them. Intermezzo.ca Now, just to give you a little bit more information, we do have uh, a great show coming up for you next week. And uh, I, I think I want to keep you waiting on this one. Um well, it's all about you and kind of creating and designing your own love life, which we all know is something that I really strongly stand behind. If you need any kind of cosmetic um, treatments, hair, nails, makeup, please reach out to Annie Young in Westmount. They have this incredible salon. They are fantastic at every level, especially service and have some tea. If you see me there, please don't be afraid. Come on over and talk to me. Next week, as I said, let's design your own relationship. Thanks also to Ramona for Facebook Live, Tim, who is in our, our production box, and Era. Remember to like us on Facebook and Twitter and Insta for all types of tips. You can find me there. I'm always giving a relationship advice and uh, answer your questions at 844-744-SOLO. Intermezzo matchmaking and I working together to support you in matchmaking and coaching. Everything in the name of love. And if you love your life, your love life, it's going to happen. So remember this week as always, keep it simply social. Because we all know it's all about the kiss. Bye, everybody. Bye.